0: Today, we are going to finish up our study on the book of Acts. We've been studying this for about two months now, and and, uh, we've learned so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed digging into the scriptures again uh, in the book of Acts. I've learned new things. Hopefully, you've learned new things. Hopefully, this has inspired you uh, and taught you, and hopefully, this study will really change us. Uh, God's power is working. He's working now as he always has. If you're here in Wilmington, you felt that power last night. We had this impressive and a little bit scary electrical storm that came through in the middle of the night, Um, and it reminded me just of how powerful the Lord is. We see this happening throughout the book of Acts. We've looked at so many miraculous stories, miraculous things God has done, powerful signs, And he does have the power to work today. Where are you right now in the study? If you haven't been keeping up with us, all of the Acts lessons will be on our GWC podcast. You can upload that on our website and you ain't caught up uh, with our study. And we're in Acts 21 today, and and Paul is now leaving Ephesus. He's on his way to Jerusalem. and, And he has... In his heart and his mind that he's got to go to Rome very soon uh, to complete this great mission for Jesus Christ. And to get there, first he's got to go back to Jerusalem. I hope that you read through Acts 21 through 28. Seven chapters there. We're not going to be able to read all of that here this morning. Um, But there's a lot that goes on, a little different feel in these chapters. There's a lot of traveling back and forth, and Paul's on trial for several. Uh, different people. Uh, but in Acts 21, if you, if you have your Bible, I'd like you to open it up. I'm not going to put the scriptures on the screen today because we're going to be going through these pretty quickly here. But he's going to Jerusalem, and, and people don't want him to go to Jerusalem because he knows when he gets there that there's going to be trouble, that he's going to be persecuted. He's going to be put into jail and perhaps led to his death. And even knows this from a prophet. In, in Acts 21, verse 10, when he stops over in Caesarea, there on the coast of the Mediterranean, there's a prophet named Agabus. In verse 10 he says, "He comes down from Judea, and coming to over to us, he took Paul's belt and he tied his own hands and feet and said, "The Holy Spirit says, "In this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over." to the gentiles. This got very real for the apostle Paul. He knew that his days were coming to an end, a lot like Jesus when he he felt the crescendo of the crucifixion coming. Paul's feeling that right now in his life. He knows going to Jerusalem is going to be the beginning of the end of his life. The disciples tried to discourage him from going. Don't do it, Paul. Don't do it. We see so much of Paul being a Christ figure here. But Paul, he goes on knowing that this is God's will, and it will be affirmed even through Jesus here uh, later on when he gets to Jerusalem. Um, Acts goes on. Paul goes to Jerusalem. He meets with the disciples. He's warmly greeted, but also they know there's going to be trouble. And eventually there stirs up, this great um, mob to come get Paul. Even 40 people, 40 Jews, vowed they would not eat any more food until they killed Paul. They made a vow before God, and Paul lets, lets the governor there know, lets the commander of the army, the Roman commander, who basically saves Paul's life when this, this mob breaks out, and 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 they quickly try to get Paul out of Jerusalem so he's not killed by this angry mob. God's protecting Paul. And he goes back to Caesarea, and he's able to speak several times, even to the Jews. He speaks in Jerusalem. Uh, He speaks before the Sanhedrin. Is there an Acts 23 now? And he gets confirmation here in verse 11 of chapter 23. In this plot, there's this, this is scripture that, that I've kind of glossed over many times, but you forget we talked about Jesus always being present with Paul. And we think about Jesus ascending into heaven, and yes, he ascended into heaven, but doesn't mean he's not present now with us. And he comes and visits Paul here in the middle of all this upheaval. In verse 11 of chapter 23, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. God had a very special mission for Paul. He was gonna see him through. He was gonna give him strength. He visited him once again personally and encouraged him. I think about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. When Moses and Elijah appear to encourage him, I think Jesus is doing the same thing here with the Apostle Paul, knowing that Paul is about to go through a serious time of testing. Jesus encourages him. That encourages me, knowing that when we go through times of testing, the Lord is very much aware. And he's there to encourage us in so many ways. So Paul goes to Caesarea. He's transferred there, and you're going to read. He goes through all these different trials. He's before different governors, Felix and Agrippa, and he testifies to them. Acts 26, verse 24. I wanted to read this because I think it's it's really important for us to even understand really what Paul is doing as he testifies about Jesus Christ. And he's talking to Festus. This is the king uh, in line of, of. of um Herod Uh, so Festus he interrupts Paul as Paul is is basically sharing his faith and preaching about Jesus and he says you're out of your mind Paul he shouted your great learning is driving you insane Paul says I'm not insane most excellent Festus what I am saying is true and reasonable the king is familiar with these things, and I can speak freely to him. I'm convinced that none of, it, none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you But all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. The king rose, and with him the governor, and Bernice, and those sitting with them. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. They knew he had done nothing wrong, just as Pontius Pilate knew that Jesus had done nothing wrong to deserve death. But Paul had appealed to Caesar. He was going to go to Rome. But on his way, he knew that God was using him in the moment, in the place. He was using him to share his faith with the king, to share his faith with the governor. And when he says, what I am saying is true and is reasonable, you know the scriptures, you know the prophets, and you must make a choice. And that's ultimately where the book of Acts is going to take all of us. Because every one of us has got to respond to the gospel. Here the king and the governor, they kind of push Paul aside come back when it's more convenient. I'm not ready to make a choice. You can't convince me. You think you're going to convince me? Paul said, you know the truth. You know the scriptures. Paul then sails for Rome. the not the right time to go sailing. They get into a storm. The ship is wrecked on Malta. God is protecting them. Even this his, the people who are guarding Paul, they, they start having faith in Paul's God. And Paul prays for them and, and has a vision. And nobody on that ship that, that wrecked at Malta was killed because God was protecting him. God's hand was with Paul. He eventually goes to Rome. And he gets to preach to the Jews there. They receive his message. Some of them believe. Others of them do not. Just like everywhere else, uh, Rome is this, the center of the world. And, and Paul is getting there, and, and Jesus is, is taking Paul there. God is leading Paul there to Rome for what? So the word can go out, as we saw in Acts 1, from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Rome is the center of the world that they knew at that time, and the word's going to spread from Rome continue to spread from Rome to the ends of the earth. God gives Paul two years in Rome. And as we read as this chapter ends, as the book ends in verse 30, it says, For two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and without And abruptly, the book of Acts ends. And we've already talked about that. It's very interesting to me that it ends so abruptly. You you want to turn the page to the next chapter, and then what happens next? And how does Paul die? And all these things. It simply ends because the book of Acts continues, continues through the rest of Paul's life, continues with the life of all the disciples at the time, and continues in our lives. Today, as we conclude the book of Acts, we must take this to personal account because just like Agrippa, just like Festus, just like anyone we see in the book of Acts, whether it's the Ethiopian, whether it's Lydia, whether it's Cornelius, all these characters we've learned about, they receive the word of God. Now, we have received the word of God. Some people come to a belief, others people do not believe. Some people get really upset and mad. Some people's lives are changed, and they follow Jesus. How are you? How am I going to respond to this? Because, number one, we have received the word. Do we believe it? Through the evidence, through the scriptures, through the eyewitness accounts that we see here, do we believe in Jesus? As Paul presented it, as as Stephen presented it, as Peter presented it, as Philip presented it, do we believe? We must decide. Have we surrendered? Have we repented? Have we turned our lives over to our Lord, to Jesus Christ, to follow His ways? To say, "Okay, I believe." All right, Jesus is it. I'm stop stopping following my ways. and other ways, I am following Jesus because I am convinced that he is the Messiah. We must make that decision. You must make that decision for yourself. Do we rejoice? I love the stories of, of joy in the book of Acts, how the Ethiopian went on his way rejoicing, how there's so much rejoicing when someone comes to a knowledge of the truth. And, and and is affirmed that this is the way, that Jesus is the Christ, that salvation has come through him. His way is the way. And I know that now. Such great rejoicing. Do we rejoice? Do we embrace it? Are we happy today about Jesus Christ, about following Jesus, that the Messiah has come and has been revealed to us? Are we joyful? We've received the word And in Christ, number two, we have received the Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is running throughout the pages, throughout the stories of the book of Acts. And the Holy Spirit has not stopped the same Spirit that empowered Paul, that empowered Peter. The same Holy Spirit is empowering all believers today. Acts says that when we are baptized in him we receive forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have received the Spirit. Church and Christianity is not simply human. It's not about our strategy. It's not about our plans. It's not about our dreams. It's about what the Spirit wants. So often in the book of Acts, we see the Spirit takes people where they don't want to go and sometimes blocks them from where they think they should be going. Are we in touch with the Spirit? Are we thinking about what the will of God is? Are we partnering with the Spirit, letting him guide us, lead us? Are we praying? We have received the Spirit in Christ. And lastly, we've received the call. Aren't you inspired by the men and women of Acts? They do amazing things, their heart for the kingdom of God, their sacrifice. It calls us so much higher. I feel very humbled reading Acts because my faith and, and what I do, it's so far short from what these men and women did and sacrificed. And it calls me higher. It calls me so much higher in my life. And I hope that's done that for you in your life as well. You know, uh, I was watching this great miniseries. I always loved, Band of Brothers. And I was reminded in, in the series, they, they interview some of the real World War II vets that fought in the war, that were in the airborne, that did jump from airplanes into Normandy on D-Day. And they were interviewing one of the guys, and uh, he talked about the day they were signing up to go into the army. And he's like, everybody wanted to sign up because we had been attacked. There was a call, and everybody lined up. He, he what what struck me was he knew of four different instances where, where men were not allowed to go and serve where they were so depressed and so distraught they committed suicide because they could not go and fight in the battle that's powerful they were called they were compelled because they were ready to fight for what was right we see men and women who were called to fight for the kingdom the fight with jesus not in the ways of the world but in the ways of jesus christ they were called and they sacrificed their lives in inspirational ways and they signed up to what can i do where can i go how can i share in this great mission of jesus christ we have been called we have been called We started by watching um, a few clips of the musical Upside Down. I remember when I was 11 years old, seeing that show for the very first time. And the story of Acts, the story of the apostles, the story of the Holy Spirit, the story of the kingdom of God, the message of Christ, it profoundly inspired me. There was a missionary that came to visit our church when I was that age, His name was Daniel Ng, and he was a missionary in Singapore. And he came to our small church in South Georgia and shared and showed slides about building a church in Singapore. Daniel was in his his early 20s. And I saw not just the play, not just from act. I saw a living person who was putting their heart, putting their life out there for jesus in a very radical way it inspired me i knew that one day if i was going to be a christian if i was going to follow jesus i wanted to be like that i wanted to be all in i had some wandering years between then until i was about 18 years old but when you see jesus when you see the message of Christ, and you get it, and you believe, and you, you receive the Spirit, and you receive the call, it's all in. It's radical. It's exciting. It's living out the book of Acts. Where, Acts, where is your faith today? Where is your Christianity today? Is it on the edge like in the book of Acts? Do you need to make a decision? Do you need to be baptized? There's some that are watching this right now that are listening that need to make a decision. And it's put upon you. Do you believe the scriptures? Yes, you do. It's true, it's reasonable. Why are you holding back? Do you believe? Are you convinced? We'll make a decision. What's standing in your way? Do you, do I need to rekindle my passion for the kingdom? Paul's relentless passion. the kingdom it it wasn't stopped by any obstacle or opposition it certainly can't be stopped by coronavirus it won't be is is our passion for the kingdoms need to be rekindled do we need to refocus and pray for strength our our, our focus on the holy spirit for our strength and for our guidance guidance it's time to pray. It's time to get on our knees and pray for God to lead us. Do we need to reset our hearts on Jesus Christ? Do we need to reset our hearts on Jesus? The book of Acts continues today, church. May we respond with belief. May we receive the Holy Spirit. Let it burn passionately inside of us. Let us answer the call, the same call we see. From the very first century, when Jesus started this flame, it was carried on by his disciples and is carried on in us today, whether we're in Wilmington or Namibia or wherever you're listening to this, God's spirit is with us. And may the book of Acts compel us to act. Amen, church. Amen. Let's pray to close out service today. Father in heaven, as we conclude our study in the book of Acts, I pray that it inspires us and teaches us and changes us. God, we pray for your spirit to lead us and to kindle a fire in our hearts as we see in the early church, as we see in the apostles, and we see in the seven, and we see in Cornelius, and we see in Tabitha, and we see in so many who gave their lives for you. God, we know that you are directing the traffic and you are orchestrating things for your kingdom. God, let us, let us be aware and be led by your spirit. God, bless this congregation, bless this church. Be with those who need to make decisions today. Don't let coronavirus stand in their way, Father. God, I pray that, uh, that your hand will be mightily at work during this time for your word and your message. God, we love you. We're thankful for your ways. We're thankful for Jesus. And we pray these in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hope you have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. We'll see everybody together on Wednesday night for our growth group discussions, our Wednesday night service, and all the other Bible studies that go throughout the week. I love you guys. Can't wait for us all to be back together one day. But God's spirit is with us all. Have a great Sunday.